More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, ground control. Feeling like things are out of control? Struggling to get a handle on a problem you're facing in your life or relationships? We'll help you reclaim your power through God's grace. 877-573-7825. says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to Life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical. Theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, ground control. Are you feeling like things are out of control? Maybe you're struggling to handle a problem you're facing in your life or relationships. Whatever the situation is, we want to help you reclaim your power through God's grace. Give us a call. The number is 877 877- Five seven three seven eight two five. You know, I mean, look. Some days, life can feel like a lot. Right? And are you feeling overwhelmed, stressed out about a particular problem that's going on right now in your life or relationships? And whether you're trying to get a handle on a personal or emotional struggle you're facing, a conflict you're not sure how to resolve with that person you care about. A relationship challenge you're not sure how to respond to. We want to help you find the grace-filled solutions you're looking for. Give us a call. The number again, 877-573-7825. You know, feeling overwhelmed, feeling like things are coming at you in a way that you feel out of control about. Or even, I dare say, worrying that something's going to come at you that you can't control. You know, worrying about what's going to happen with our children, what's going to happen in the future, what's going to happen in the world. What's go- All of those things can feel very much out of our control and cause us a lot of worry, even anxiety to the point where we feel stressed about things that aren't even you know, present yet in our lives. Certainly when we feel out of control about a real situation that we suddenly have to deal with, medical situations, kids not doing well in school, the social situation of our children or even ourselves, the state of the world that is present but very much feels like it's out of our control, but still causes us some anxiety, some worry, to the point where we either feel like our power, our joy, our peace are being robbed from us, or we even feel guilty for trying to even have any of those things. Things that happen that make us feel out of control can really put a distance between us and God. We begin to question things. We begin to spin out in our minds. So what do we do about it? How do we find 
the grace to know what God wants us to do in a particular situation, to reclaim the power he's giving us, to make a difference in our particular situation in the world, that's what we're going to help you figure out today. How to get your power back, how to deal with everything with a bit more grace, how to take down that anxiety level and really connect with who God's asking us to be in the moment and how we can make a difference in our situation or situations that are feeling out of control and kind of freaking us out. And we're here to help you today on More to Life. All you have to do is give us a call at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. And that can be big things, but it can also be those tiny things. Like, how in the world do you control your kid getting on the school bus on time or getting their homework done when when they're fighting against you, they're dragging their feet? You know, how do you deal with the toilet training? How do you deal with those things where even the littlest people in your life are giving you pushback? It can be the simple day-to-day tasks that make us feel like, I'm a grown person, but I'm totally out of control about this, and I'm feeling disempowered, and I don't know what to do. And it's making me miserable. Or it can be those really big things that come at us that we're thinking, how in the world do I handle this? And how do I connect with God in it all? Let us help you out today on More to Life. 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's Theology of the Body. And for folks who don't know what that is, um, when he was Pope, St. John Paul gave a series of reflections over the course of about five years that looked at how when we prayerfully reflect on God's creation, we can discover a lot about God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships. The theology of the body reminds us of the importance of living in a state of receptivity rather than reactivity. Now, receptivity is a state of mind that allows us to stay connected to God, stay in touch with our resources, and be our best selves, even in stressful times. By contrast, reactivity is the state we fall into when we allow ourselves to be so caught up with our problems that we lose our connection to God fail to reach out to others, forget to gather our resources, and neglect to make a plan. When we're living in a state of reactivity, we can't learn from our mistakes or make use of any new resources. We end up working really hard, but just digging our hole even deeper. Receptivity, on the other hand, is something that we can learn and practice by becoming more aware of how our bodies are reacting to the people and situations around us, and then making sure that rather than focusing all our energy on trying to get control of the things going on outside of us, we focus inward, trying to take down our emotional temperature, reconnect with God and our resources, and identify how our best self might respond to the situation that we're in. You know, St. Francis de Sales... Um, was referring to what we call receptivity when he wrote, quote, never be in a hurry. Do everything quietly and in a calm spirit. Do not lose your inner peace for anything, even if your whole world seems upset, 
end quote. Well, easier said than done, mm-hmm. right? But and receptivity doesn't mean pretending to be blissed out while my life is burning down around me. It means recognizing that if things are on fire, running around like that proverbial chicken with our head cut off isn't going to be helping anything. I need to make a prayerful plan. I need to ask for God's help to thoughtfully and intentionally gather the resources and support I need to effectively respond to that fire. The more we practice cultivating receptivity as we go through the day, the more we can learn to manage stress gracefully, no matter what's happening to us or around us, rather than by simply powering through. So let's talk about it. Let's find ways to handle that problem that you're thinking of as we're talking about all the stuff that feels a little out of control or makes us feel like we can't handle it. If you're dealing with something in your life or relationships that's making you feel that way, you know, causing you to feel a bit oppressed, stressed out, uh, or worried or concerned, let us help you find the next steps toward those graceful solutions that we're all looking for. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Let's take our concerns to the Lord. And we'll start taking your calls. In the name of the the Father, and the the Son, and the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we bring all of our concerns to you this morning. And we, in a particular way, we bring to you those special challenges we're facing in our life or relationships that, that just, it feels hard to get our hands around or even to identify the next steps. Those conflicts we're having with the people that we care about, those struggles that we're facing in our own personal or emotional life, those challenges that life throws at us that that we don't know how to respond to gracefully. We ask you now, Lord, to give us the wisdom that we need to help us to be receptive in the face of those challenges. And instead of allowing ourselves to get caught up in all the stress of it all, to be able to step back, to reconnect with you and your grace, to gather the resources and support you've provided for us, and to make a plan with you to respond in ways that enable us to take one step at a time to resolve those concerns in ways that glorify you, help us be our best selves, and enable us to work for the good of those around us. We ask all this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary. and In the name name of the Father, Father, the the Son, and the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, Ground Control, as we talk about those times when we feel like things are a little out of control. You know, whether you're struggling with a particular problem in your life or relationships that you'd like to get some advice for handling, or you're just experiencing that kind of ongoing undercurrent of anxiety as you struggle to feel in control of anything in your life, we want to help you get the, uh, the, the identify those next steps toward the solutions you're seeking. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573. 7825. We're talking now with Lisa, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Florida. Hi, Lisa. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? And how can we help? Good morning, Comtex. This is um, Lisa. I'm from Georgia, by the way, not Florida. Oh, well, sorry. It says Florida on our sorry. board, but yay, Georgia. You you moved. I mean, was, <laughs> you, was, you're a quick mover. Yeah, all right. Uh, well, <laughs> well, regardless, what can we do for you? Um, so, um, I had a situation that my husband told me this morning. Um, so uh, we have, my husband's been married before. He has three older children. Um, and we, I get along with him pretty well. There's been some tension sometimes. However, um, 
Last night, she called crying to my husband because she's selling her house and she's moving into a bigger home. And she's a single mom of three kids. However, that was by choice, being single. Um, and um, she wants us to put my my 13-year-old daughter's birthday party on hold so that we can help her move. And I'm just, I'm a mess this morning. So your daughter that you have with this husband is turning 13 and you're supposed to be celebrating it this coming weekend. And your 38-year-old stepdaughter is suddenly saying, blow off her birthday and come help me move the whole weekend. Now, let me ask you this. The celebrations for the 13-year-old's birthday, was this an entire weekend that was celebrating her? Is it a party of a few hours? What's the situation there? No, it's a whole entire weekend of celebration. Mm. And, and and this had been planned for a while, I take it, or what? Yeah, um, I, ordered, I ordered all the cakes and stuff two weeks ago, and I've been getting stuff mm-hmm. along. We had some mix-up in our um, in our decision-making of planning, um, but we finally got it finalized this morning, and then my husband calls me an hour later telling me this, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay, so when you say you've ordered the cakes and everything, it sounds like you're giving the 13-year-old a birthday party. So in what way is this an entire weekend of celebration for the birthday? Um, so um, I am a part of... Um, marriage encounter and we're doing a weekend away and we were planning on going to the mountains um with our marriage encounter part um people and um having a um a great time with our catholic friends and family and um but what does that have to do with the 13 year old's birthday we celebrate it there with her and with with with, her, with with the other family that that are coming as well you're saying because they have they're bringing kids as well or, or what Yes, yes, from our marriage encounter, yeah. Right, gotcha. Okay, so it's a whole kind of friend group there. All right, so so yeah. I'm just trying to understand. So so here's the thing, all right? It's, it's um, what I'm going to suggest to you is um, what sort of variation of what I call the, the, the qualified yes. It, it's, you know, there's a temptation to kind of polarize these things and say, well, I can do one thing or the other thing. Instead of saying, look, we, we, we want, of course, we want to be able to be there for our stepdaughter and support her in her move um, and, you know, provide whatever we can. And, of course, we want to celebrate this 13-year-old's birthday party. So whenever, whenever, you, whenever you have a situation like this, the question isn't which one do we do. It's, it's how can we provide whatever support is possible for both. I mean, you know, she, your, your stepdaughter is, is moving. You know, she, you're saying she's moving from a smaller house to a bigger house. I, I don't know if she has to be out this weekend, or, or but, but presumably moves take a little longer than just one day usually. Um, and so, you know, is there is you know when can you provide this help? I guess the, the conversation you need to be having with your husband is how can we be there for her and what you know what circumstances? For example, can you be there over the course of this week helping her to pack up boxes? Can you be saying to her? Hmm, well, we can pack up boxes and do all this stuff up until this weekend where we have all these plans already that include your sister's 13th birthday. She only has one 13th birthday. You're, you know, going to have probably multiple moves in your life. Can we kick in to help you get a mover for this weekend? Can we have you do the stuff that you can do and then when we get back on Sunday, come and help you with the other big stuff and maybe put stuff away? So it's that idea of what can you do while still honoring your commitments to these other people, especially your 13-year-old's birthday, 
but also try to be as helpful as you can with the 38-year-old. So, yeah, it's so so I want you to avoid the, the polarized kind of do we do this or that. It's It's how can we respond to both of these things if we could be a little creative about it. You know, we no, no, we can't be there on this day, but we could be there on that day. No, we can't do these things, but we could do these other things. Like, like, like Lisa was saying, you know, there's a whole week leading up to the weekend. There's a lot you could do to support her move um, before that, or in, including, all, you know, like she said, even even pitching in to get a van or movers or whatever. So, so what the the conversation has to be: What can you do? Not how do we choose between our kids. Right? Because then that just sets up tension between you and your husband and the whole family. So I'd suggest that would be the next step. If you if you run into snags after you initiate that conversation, call us back. We'd be happy to talk with you. But yeah, instead of instead of making this a polarized, you know, which kid do we attend to, and 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 turning this into a test of who do we love more, it's it's really what can we do to support everybody while respecting the plans that we've already made. Thank you so much for the call, Lisa. And if there's more we can do for you once you've initiated this conversation, don't hesitate to reach out. 877-573-7825. Today's show is titled Ground Control as we talk about those situations that kind of make us feel a little out of control, whether they're particular problems in our life or relationships that we're not quite sure what to do about and what the next step might be or just that undercurrent of feeling anxious and a little out of control because of everything that's going on in the world and in our lives, give us a call at 877-573-7825. Let us help you identify those next steps toward the grace-filled solutions you are seeking. 877-573-7825. When we come back, in addition to taking your calls, we'll be joined by Jacob Flores Popchak. He'll be sharing some surprising insights on ways that we can reclaim our calm in the middle of the stress. Stick around for that and a whole lot more when More to Life continues after the break. He is only one of four popes honored as the great. Matthew Bunsen and the Doctors of the Church. St. Leo I was pope at a time when Roman civilization was being overrun by barbarian armies. He stood as a light in the darkness and even saved the city of Rome from destruction by Attila and the Huns. Leo died in 461. For more about the Doctors of the Church, visit doctorsofthechurch.com. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Hello, Steve Ray here. Everything in the Bible and in the Catholic Church starts with the book of Genesis. It reveals to us God's plan for mankind. Yet Genesis can be daunting, especially given the scientific discoveries of the last few centuries. Well, that's where I come in with my new book, Genesis, a Bible study guide and commentary. Discover a thoroughly Catholic approach to this exciting and dramatic ancient narrative that is so often misunderstood. You can get the book now on the store page at AveMariaRadio.net. Check it out. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. 
Charity Mobile. Everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Today our show is titled Ground Control as we talk about those situations in our life or relationships that make us feel a little out of control. How do we get a handle on them? What are the next steps? Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Joining us right now, Jacob Flores Popchek. He is a pastoral counselor with CatholicCounselors.com. He's a author and illustrator, expert on the theology of the body, and uh, with Father Gabriel Toretta, the co-host of the Faith and Arts podcast, Created Things. Jacob, welcome to More to Life. Thank you for having me. So you wanted to share, uh, I think, a, uh, an unexpected or maybe a little surprising insight about how we can regain a sense of composure when we're stressed out. Yeah, so we will often find ourselves in these situations where basically our, our own lack of control or our own self-perception of a lack of control, as it were, really leaves us feeling tremendously anxious and, and emotionally flooded. Um, and that can be due to some kind of existential thing, like I don't have control over this area of my life or my future. Or that can be a very immediate and concrete thing, right? I don't have the ability to assert control over this person that I'm arguing with or these people who are treating me poorly or unlike how I would like to be treated. And, you know, when we get into that kind of flooded place, it's very tempting to try to reassert control um, in, in in very kind of grasping and and almost authoritarian ways, right? And we can see our emotional temperature rise and rise and rise as a result as we use everything at our disposal, whether that's ruminating like crazy for hours on end or screaming or scolding or whatever to try to regain control of the situation. I don't want to knock the core desire here, right? It is a very fundamental human thing to want to be in some level of control, right? I mean, even little kids misbehave because of how kind of overwhelmed by how not in control they are, right? This is a human thing. But the best way to seek the kind of feeling of control and security that we're looking for is not to take it through dominance, but to instead counterintuitively step back and say, who could I be bonding with in the emotionality of the present moment? It's a very, very radical, weird question to ask. But being able to say, who could I connect with using these feelings? that I have of being out of control. Maybe that is, in fact, uh, the person who I'm arguing with, right? Maybe I can sit down with my kid and say, hey, let's take a minute. Daddy's feeling really upset right now, and I know you are too. Um, let's just be upset together for a minute, right? Or maybe that looks like I'm talking to the adult that's, that's, that's frustrating me, and I'm, and I'm using my feelings to bond with them, and I'm saying, hey, do you ever feel like 
blank, and I sort of relate how those feelings are. Suddenly we're having a very different conversation than the initial one we were. It's not about solving a problem anymore. It's just primarily about bonding over how we respectively feel and growing an understanding and empathy for one another that way. Or maybe it's more existential, and I'm, I'm taking that feeling and I'm reflecting on a time that Christ felt that way. It's, it's very easy to kind of, you know, uh, make Christ and the saints overly serene like their laminated holy card. But in, in reality, you know, Christ experienced everything that I could experience. So what's a time that he felt mm-hmm. frustrated or out of control or sad or whatever it is that I'm flooding with right now? Can I take a step back and reflect on that? And, and not ask him to take it away, not offer it up necessarily. I mean, offering it up is great, but, but as a second step, right? As a first step, just reflecting on it with Christ and saying, hey, Jesus, help me to feel closer to you in this feeling because I know that you get it. Right, and, and by stepping back that way, as counterintuitive as it seems, because again, we want to get that control by solving the problem, what we end up doing is feeling way more understood. We end up actually allowing the person to understand us better. We inject some empathy into our own experience. And we end up, as a result of these things, feeling much less isolated, feeling much more accompanied, which of course lets us feel more in control, because it's not all on me now to solve the issue. I like that you're talking about feeling accompanied and really connecting with the person instead of like, how can I connect with somebody and use them to fix the problem? It's not about use, right? And it's not about like, let me voice this off on somebody else and use them to fix this or make myself feel better. It's about really kind of connecting on that heart and soul level that then is going to help us make it through everything else because it really switches the headspace we're in, right? Yeah, it's about acknowledging that what I really want, despite my first assumption, is to actually feel accompanied and part of, you know, a community of support. Aquinas in, in the Summa, I think it's question 38, says, says something beautiful about this. He says, you know, when a man sees others saddened by his own sorrow, it seems as though others were bearing the burden with him, striving, as it were, to lessen its weight. And that, that feeling that other people are bearing my in, in, in Aquinas' case, sorrow, but it could be anger, frustration, it could be happiness, it could be worry for a future event. The, the feeling that someone else is bearing that with me allows me to emotionally step back enough to actually begin solving the problem in a more effective and less emotionally tense way. Well, Jacob, thank you so much for those insights. I, you know, it, it's coming at it from an unexpected direction, but I think it's an incredibly important point that we need to find that connection with others when we're trying to face these challenges and it really does help us change the way we think about our problems if folks would like to learn more about jacob's good work you can come on over to catholiccounselors.com and learn more there but we are taking your calls right now at 877-573-7825 on our show today titled ground control as we talk about identifying those things that make us feel out of control in our life or relationships and how we can get a handle on them give us a call The number is 877-573-7825. We'll be back in just a minute. Father Benedict Groeschel. I usually am operating on the gifts of the Holy Spirit when I don't feel well, even when I'm annoyed, when I'm down and out. During my recovery from the automobile accident, immense numbers of people wrote to me and sent me emails, 50,000. And they told me how helpful they thought my talks on EWTN 
or to them. I'm delighted, but I want you to know I'm nobody's fool. The talks that were helpful, the sentences that were helpful, the phrases that were helpful came from the Holy Spirit. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. And the styrofoam packaging came from me. I did that. And styrofoam doesn't amount to very much. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. Catholic Connection with Teresa Tomio. We are given many gifts. Everyone is different. And yet when we embrace them, when we accept our gifts and use them as God wants them to be used, His will, not ours, those crosses turn into gifts from which we can learn, grow, and who knows, maybe have an entirely different life than what we planned. Such as the case with me, I never in a million years expected to be in Catholic radio. Never even knew it existed. So the next time you're questioning or struggling, say, okay, God, what can I do with this? What am I supposed to do? Don't bury it. Don't put God in a box and see what he does with that gift, which sometimes comes in the shape of a cross. Catholic Connections, Teresa Tomio, Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio. Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. What does it mean for a dad to be poor in spirit? According to scripture scholars, the man who is poor in spirit is profoundly aware of his radical dependence on God. Men often struggle with this idea. Many of us have been raised to believe that it's a virtue to be self-sufficient. Boys are taught from toddlerhood that they're sissies if they ever need their moms or dads too much. This world tells us, blessed is the man who takes care of himself and minds his own affairs. But this attitude is completely contrary to the message of Jesus. In the words of Pope Francis, when the heart is rich and self-satisfied, it has no place for the word of God. Catholic dads, do you know what it means to be radically dependent on God's help to be a great husband and father? To learn more, check out my book, Be Daditudes, Eight Ways to Be an Awesome Dad, or visit catholiccounselors.com. We're so glad to be with you today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled Ground Control. Are you feeling like things are a little out of control in some part of your life or relationships? You know, the reality is life can feel like a lot, and if you are dealing with something that you're not sure what to do about next, we are here to help you identify those next steps toward the grace-filled solutions you are seeking. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Cecilia, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Texas on Guadalupe Radio. Hi, Cecilia. Welcome to More to Life. What can we do for you today? Yes. Um, uh, thank you for having my call. And uh, it's a very complicated situation between two different people. Very important to me, especially my mother-in-law and my son-in-law now and it's hard to explain it but i've been over praying looking looking into everything and my question is can you stay away from two people very important from your life they they really have hurt me 
in my phone. Well, let's, let's step back and talk about the actual problem here, because you're, you're leading with the solution, and we haven't even discussed the problem yet. So you told her, you yeah, told yeah. her a screener that your mother-in-law asked a personal question uh, about some very distressing topic. Set it up for us. What, what, what are you trying to deal with yeah. here? Yeah, you know, my daughter, uh, older, out of the house, uh, got pregnant, and uh, I was just very, we're Catholic, four girls, I have four girls, she's the older one, and I was just, like, trying to handle it, Christelle, you can do, you know, what you need to do, just don't make me do anything that is not according to my faith, so from there, it was a lot of this. Okay, so she's pregnant out of wedlock, and she's trying to decide what to do, and you were trying to advise her, but you're really being torn by this. Oh, she is married. married, I'm sorry? She is married. Yeah, she's not married. Now she's married with him. She's not married. But I always, yes, now I always talk to my mother-in-law about everything. Gotcha, gotcha. All my girls, all my always. So when I'm addressing that to her, they went to the father. The father just kind of like didn't give a directive, like, you know, okay, being together before Mary is not allowed to, you know what I mean? Uh, it doesn't matter, sure. just wait and marry, you know what I mean? That's how we are, how to my kids. Anyway, from there, I'm communicating with her, that sadness of my life. My husband my husband is very, is Methodist, married and a Catholic, but never direct the kids. I'm the one directing everything with the kids religiously. So I'm very, uh, kind of like stressed, you know, about the whole situation. We're living through it. My husband had a conversation with the now husband, and he said, well, my wife is not going to like that you move with my daughter. My wife? So I was like... Oh, okay, so you don't now. feel backed up by your husband, but then you exactly. were also saying there's a problem with your mother-in-law. And your yeah. son-in-law. And I'm con- uh, so yeah. what's, when I'm what, what can we help you with today? What, what's, the, what's the situation okay. that, that... you know, The that, relationship you know. broke because the relationship broke in a moment that I'm explaining. I'm, I'm just confining to her everything, all the issues that I'm going through it. And she mm-hmm. addressed me all of a sudden by totally different thing because I say, you know... I'm so upset. I just want to walk away from my marriage. She knows all my life, too, through me and, and the son. And then she goes, but I can even leave because I can even uh, sell this house or anything because she's involved into this house and the house that we're living now. Oh, the okay. So when I say those words, she just go, oh, tell me why you're not able to it, why you have not bought the house. Well, my husband and their parents are being in that process talking about it. But then she just start taking it in a very not kind way and start telling me, you don't belong in this house, actually. Um, you're making my son to buy the house. And I'm like, okay, okay, wh- wh- what's going on with this? All right, well, well, Cecilia, let, let, me, let, me, let me jump in here, okay? So, so um, you know... I appreciate that that your mother-in-law is important to you and that she's a source of support but but you know you're you're talking to her about a lot of things that you really should be getting professional help for. You know you're, you're talking about you know the the problems that you're having in her in your relationship with her son and you know my mother-in-law is always going to take her her son's part in yeah, things. I mean, there's there's no, just no way she won't. You know, you, you, and you're, you're, you're kind of leading with, you know, should I, you know, how do I cut my mother-in-law and my son-in-law out of my life? And, it, you know, it, the, the, you're, you're describing all kinds of things that are, are very overwhelming and frustrating for you, and you're running around talking to everybody except anybody who can help you. Yeah, and the, and the reason we say can help you is, as Greg was saying, you're confiding in the wrong people. When when any of us confide in somebody who's got skin in the game, and it's not necessarily for us, 
it's not going to be the right right way to connect with where God's asking us to go and get clarity of the way, and it is going to muddle things up, especially yep. if their absolute allegiance lies with another person we're having a hard time with. In, in, in my book, How to Heal Your Marriage and Nurture Lasting Love, the last chapter in the book is How to Get Good Help. Now, you don't always have to go seek professional counseling to get good help, but you do need to make sure that you're talking to people who are objective, people who you know really um, have both your and the other person's your, your your spouse's best interests at heart you know so you don't complain to your friends who don't know your spouse you don't complain to his mother-in-law you don't nor your mother-in-law or, your mother-in-law. or even your own parent because if you complain to your own parent they care about you but not necessarily have an allegiance to him and you find people who have some information that you don't have about how to do things and handle things and if that's not working then you step up you know you go to a, a, a marriage retreat or you talk to your pastor or you go get marriage counseling Um, but the things that you're dealing with are are very big problems in your marriage and family life and the people that you're confiding in can't help you and they're going to inevitably give you bad advice and say things that that hurt you and so this isn't really their fault you're kind of setting yourself up for failure here so i'm going to really encourage you to reach out for some professional um, professional counseling support uh, to get the help that you need to heal your marriage and your family life and know how to respond to the challenges that you're facing with your daughter uh, and, and the larger extended issues there, there are a lot of skills that you need to learn. And there are people who can give you those skills if you go and ask them. But so the answer to your question here is, is you let the, let, let the conflicts that you're having with your mother-in-law and your son-in-law go uh, because you kind of set them up for failure um, by asking them for advice that they don't know how to give. And that doesn't mean you don't really continue to work on the situations that are bothering you, but you deal with them with somebody who is objective, who has better information than you have, and can actually help you formulate some kind of stepwise plan. It's not just, oh, you know, poor Cecilia, we feel so bad for you, try this. It's actually being able to help you think through a plan on how to deal with the problems in these relationships, the stressors that you're having, even the financial situation with your in-laws owning the home. You need to be able to think through each of these things and come up with a plan with somebody who's skilled and objective in the situation. In the meantime, just pull back. Don't, don't, don't do anything that's going to cause a crisis. Don't stop talking to your mother-in-law, but stop confiding in your mother-in-law to the degree that you are yeah if she brings it up to say oh well thank you i'm I'm really working on it or i'm really praying through it or whatever you want to say and then change the subject but whatever you want to say that's going to kind of you know placate her and move on you know your daughter your son-in-law they're they're married now they have to work through their own stuff a little bit here same thing stop being quite as involved in their situation out loud but really work with somebody who's objective and can give you new skills and help you formulate plans in all of these areas. That's what's going to allow you to move ahead successfully in your whole life, but especially in these relationships. And Cecilia, if you're looking for some faithful support through all of this, don't hesitate to reach out to us at catholiccounselors.com. Thanks so much for the call. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Today's show is titled Ground Control. As we talk about how do we get a handle on those situations in our life, our relationships that make us feel like a little, well, make us feel a little out of control. You know, those things that we're not quite sure what to do about, those next steps we're not sure to, what to take. Give us a call at 877 573 
7825. As we head out to our break, it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from Psalm 118, verse 5. Out of my distress, I called on the Lord. The Lord answered me and set me free. It's a powerful scripture that that encourages us to really come to the Lord with all of our concerns. But I I do want to throw one thing out there. Of course, we should always ask God to set us free from those struggles, to to make the thing go away, to heal the problem um, in whatever way he can. But um, it's also important to ask him what we can do about that situation. Lord, teach me how to respond to this situation in a way that will glorify you, help me be my best self, and really work for the ultimate good the people around me because the more I do that the more I'm putting myself into that receptive state we were talking about earlier in the program that that state that allows us to really hear and respond to the voice of the Holy Spirit telling us what the next step might be so remember you know when we call out to the Lord you know, ask him for not just to take away the thing but also to guide us as we respond to the thing so that we can make sure that we are actually responding and rather than reacting to it and that way we can hear the Lord's answer and be set free. 877-573-7825. Again, that number is 877-573-7825. More to Life will continue with your questions about those situations in your life or relationships that you're not quite sure how to respond to. Let us help. Again, the number 877-573-7825. More to Life will continue after the break underwritten in part by this not-for-profit. Are you looking for peace? Longing for joy? Want to meet the giver of all goodness? God is calling the laity to bring Ignatian prayer into a suffering world. Work for the new evangelization. Go to lordteachmetopray.com. Order your free digital training and manual. Find true happiness and everlasting joy. Go to lordteachmetopray.com and click on the red button today. It's free. Approved by the USCCB. Can your messy house lead to anxiety? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians states that God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. If you walk in the door at home and you are greeted by clutter, peace may be hard to find. A messy house can lead to cognitive overload. While we're trying to concentrate on one thing, clutter can distract. According to research, women may be more affected by this type of anxiety. Societal roles and expectations can enhance the stress. To be fair, other underlying mental health disorders can lead to more clutter, depression, hoarding, and OCD, just to name a few. However, clutter can sometimes lead to more creativity. Bottom line, don't let a messy house define you as a good or bad person. Take baby steps to negotiate with those responsible for messes to make change or hire a cleaning person. Check out the Journey Strong tab for more on clutter at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. I turned from a recreational drug user to a drug addict. That took me to my knees. I lost a family, almost two families. I lost friends. Now that I'm back in the Catholic Church, I'm a new person. I love it. I love it. My heart's there. I took communion after 18 years, and I, the rest of the Mass I sat and cried. God restored my life. God restored my family. God restored my love. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for any reason, visit catholicscomehome.org today. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa. And on Twitter and Instagram, at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. 
Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled Ground Control, as we talk about those situations in our life or relationships that make us feel a little stressed out that are kind of hard to get our hands around, make us feel a little out of control. If you're dealing with something right now in your life or relationships and you're not sure what the next steps would be, let us help you identify those steps toward the solutions you're seeking. 877-573-7825. We're talking now with Dory, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Pennsylvania. Hi, Dory. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Uh, hi. Um, thank you for taking my call. I'm um, I'm having a problem. Uh, ground control is a good. As soon as I heard that, I knew it was for me because I'm I'm losing my, my ground control. I'm just worrying about everything, and it's upsetting me so much. It's affecting my health. Um, I only oh, sleep awful. about three hours a night. It's 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 really affecting my health. I'm a I like to call myself a young senior, but I feel like I'm about ninety at this point. I mean, and worry can do problem. that to us, can't it? Yeah. So, is there something specific, Dory, that you're concerned oh, about, yes, or, or yes, just I a mean, general I sense of anxiety? That's no. Well, I'm going to get to that, but I mean, the reason I need your help is because it's it's a matter of not really death, but I'm a senior, and it's affecting my health so bad that I I just uh, I mean it has to be taken care of, and I need your help as far as guidance is. Sure, you sound very very overwrought. So, what are the particulars we can help you with today? What's okay, what's well, the I, biggest uh, issue you need help with? Okay, well, it's something about I don't know if I can. I'm not going to go into real detail, but it's about a business person, a lawyer, actually, that has uh, which I was supposed to get some money, a, a, a good amount that would help me, and that's another problem since I don't have it. I'm really have a poverty issue almost, and and this person mm. is very unethical. Has kept this money for like a dozen years, at least a dozen years, and it, and I'm supposed to get it. And they 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 say, and I, I can guarantee you on a stack of Bibles that I'm not. And un, lawyers like to use that term, un, incompetent, and I'm not incompetent at all. Just because I don't do what they want me to do, which you know that sort of thing, and and they wanted me, you know, to to be uh, under what do you call it, like uh, to control this money, and it's not. It's mine. It was left by. So, I mean, my family, I'm, I'm the executor, okay. and this is what's so upsetting. And, and they're keeping right. it. And Dory. Hand it over. And, and it's all... All right, Dory. Like I said, yes. Okay. Well, I, I, I need to step in just, just to kind of... Make sure you have the time to hear an answer. So, um, I, I think, Dory, there, there are two things. One, you know, if you're, if you're getting... Um, you know, if 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 you if you're owed money from somebody, uh, a lawyer in particular, and, and around this whole issue, you know, you can always get a second opinion by talking to another attorney. Um, but if the issue is, you know, there's some question of, of of competence or those sorts of things, and and I can hear, you know, in your voice, there's a lot of anxiety. Uh, you're having a very hard time kind of staying focused on things and and really kind of you know identifying. You know, steps to take healthy solutions to a lot of different problems in your life. And that really comes to us when we're feeling very, very, very anxious. So I, I think that make, finding uh, some ways to, to treat this deeper anxiety that you're facing and the confusion that you're experiencing, I really think getting, getting some referrals locally from your, your, your general practitioner for some good um, 
mental health help, uh, medication for your anxiety, um, regular counseling so that you could have that support, I think is extraordinarily important. If you want to speak to another attorney to find out what your legal rights are in this situation, I think that makes perfect sense. But that that attorney is probably going to suggest to you the same thing that I am, which is making sure that you're getting the, the mental health support that you can that would allow you to demonstrate that you could handle whatever monies are owed to you. Um, which would That's a very good point, Greg, case. because if that lawyer takes this to a court situation to get that money freed up for you, he, he or she is going to need to prove the other attorney's accusations as wrong, that you are really you know, moving ahead, you have, you have good counsel going on in your mental health area, you're capable of things. This, uh, this next attorney that would take this on for you is going to need to present evidence that the other attorney is wrong, not just an opinion. So it would be very helpful in two ways for you to really contact a good counselor who can help you also get in touch with somebody who can help you with medication on this. One, working with somebody, no matter how the rest of this works out, is going to give you clarity of the mind that will calm you enough to be able to have that receptivity we were talking about in our theology of the body point. Right now, you don't have that because you're racing with anxiety, as many of us experience in our lives. Secondly, doing that will then give you concrete evidence to be able to fight against this person, this attorney who's saying that you're incompetent to handle this. So twofold, it's a win-win if you take those steps. But I would recommend talking with your general practitioner first to get some local referrals. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much for the call. And with that, let's go to talk to Terry, who's listening to EWTN Radio in California. Hi, Terry. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Um, there's a lot, so I'm going to try to brief this up. Uh, okay. I have so many areas of my life that are out of control. Recently, I'm, I'm a traveler, traveling occupational therapist, and I'm working for a company that just informed me that they're not going to extend the contract and... Everyone at my work wants it to happen. It's nothing that I did. It's just they hired someone else within. So, anyway, I'm out looking for more work. I'm older now, too, and so I'm kind of getting burned out of this. Um, I don't know if you know much about the health field, but it is like that sure. in the therapy world. Okay. So, with that said, my other part of my life, my personal life, I'm single. Um, I'm older. I was a single mom and um, then remarried after 15 years of being a single mom and then now divorced for 16 years. So I'm kind of on my own. It's a little scary sometimes. But my children, I have two adult children, and I have called in one other time to one of your other programs. But um, I'm struggling with that relationship because they, uh, they're closer to their father who wasn't there, and it's very, very, very painful. I left an abusive relationship when... My kids were two and a half and five, and I did everything. I mean, I didn't even have grandma and grandpa. I, help be- I believe that. I remember talking with you about this, Terry. Yeah. Sure, I remember how painful that was for you. And so how could we help you today? Well, I, I just, like, even that relationship's out of control. I met up with my daughter-in-law this past week, and I babysat my grandson for a little bit, but they came here. They're planning on moving to California, back from Ohio, Um I just don't know where to live, even, because I would love the relationship. I have another son back in Ohio, that he's married to a woman from Taiwan, and I just don't... 
part of me is just so so what what you're describing though in general right is 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 a lack of a sense of efficacy in other words the, this this sort of feeling that that just things are happening to you and you don't really know how to respond to any of them in a way that helps you uh, get any kind of order in your life or any meet any kind of goals or needs that you have um, you, you're just so busy reacting to all the stuff that's happening you just feel really out of control um, and it's a terrible place to be it's it's an awful feeling to have but I, I think that that you know the question you're asking is more foundational than what do I do about any one particular situation it's it's really how do I develop a sense of what God's plan for my life is at this stage and what I need to be doing to get there. Um, what do I, what work do I need to be doing on myself? You know, right. What, what, what kind of plans do I need to be making to fulfill that plan that God has for me? So it's, it's more of a foundational question than it is. How do I respond to this crisis or that crisis or this situation that's coming up? Because when you don't have that sense of identity, that, that sense of what God's plan for your life is, you just end up um, trying to be all things for all people and never really knowing who you are. And that's what I'm kind of hearing in your voice, that that you don't have enough of a sense of yourself and a sense of, of self-efficacy to, to know where you're going and what you need to do next in any situation. You know, So somebody else who has a clearer sense of that can say, well, okay, you know, you're going to move here. Well, that, you know, I, here, here is my plan though. And this is what I need to do in response to that. Or this is, you know, this is what's happening with my job, but here's my plan. And this is what I need to do next to work toward that plan. I'm going to really encourage you to do two things, Terry. First of all, um, my book, The Life God Wants You to Have, which is all about discovering God's plan when, when our human plans aren't working out the way we'd like them to. It's a book about discernment and identifying what is God's plan for your life, especially when things don't seem to be working out very well. You need some coaching in, in good discernment. Uh, and I think that, that book will help you identify you know, some of the next steps that you need to take. Really just how do you pray about this stuff? How do you really learn to listen to God's voice telling you where you need to go next and what the next step might be? Because having that more receptive spirit um, will allow you to stop feeling like you're always reacting to everything and you don't have any power over anything. So starting there, right, with, that, with the book, The Life God Wants You to Have, which is all about, again, discovering God's plan when our own plans aren't working out. Um, but I do think that getting some personal support, you know, faithful support for working through that process in these different situations, because I think it's going to be difficult for you to focus on any one thing, on, on this sort of just, because all this, these things are keep happening to you. Once, yeah. You know, it's coming at you all at once. You're feeling kind of flooded, and, and that negative voice in your head is saying, all right, well, I think I'm burned out on this job, but I'm getting older, but I don't know where to live. How do I have these relationships? It's becoming one big storm cloud for you, rather than particular questions where you can say, how am I going to flourish in the next stage of my life? How am I going to feel closest to God, closest to myself, and really celebrate that I've gotten to this stage of my life, and closer to the people that I, I really care about, whether those are your children or other people and friends in your life. So these questions can be broken down and led to a very faithful, grace-filled answer for each one of these that will make you feel more full of God's grace than rather deplete you the way it's coming at you right now. So again, start with the life God wants you to have. It's available at catholiccounselors.com. And while you're there, 
I'd encourage you to learn more about our pastoral counseling practice because we can help you really discern God's will for you and help you identify what is God's plan for your life and what does that mean about the choices you need to make moving forward so that you can be there for the people that you love without losing yourself in the process. So again, the life God wants you to have, and you can learn more about the pastoral telecounseling practice at catholiccounselors.com. And that goes for you listeners as well. We're here to help. If you are looking for faithful steps toward those solutions you're seeking, come on over to catholiccounselors.com. We'll hook you up. God bless. Have a great day. You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchek. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.